When I was in college, I was studying exercise science at UL with the hopes of one day becoming a physical therapist. And part of the curriculum was to take some kinesiology classes. And there's all kinds of kinesiology classes, but one class in particular was a class on weight training. And so I remember taking this class, there was a classroom element where we had to learn, you know, the different workouts and when to do them and what what muscles they uh, work out and all these things. And it was a lecture style in the classroom. But then there was also the lab where we would actually go into the weight room and lift weights in front of the professor to make sure that we understood the right form with weight training. And so this class was varied. You had people like me that were uh, trying to become physical therapists. And you also had um, some collegiate athletes who have been weight training their whole lives and really good at weight training, and they were in the class. And so I remember going to the lab, well, to the, the weight room, and uh, we got into little groups, and we kind of had to work on different workouts together. And the professor would walk around to kind of check up on our form. And so here I am in this group, and, and I have one of the... Um, the track athletes, and I also have one of the football players for UL, um, and then it's me, and, um, and, and we're doing the Olympic uh, deadlift, and so, you know, the track athlete, uh, female, she goes first, and I mean, just amazing, like, form, like, she just does it, she makes it look easy, like, she's been doing this so many times, and, and like, the strength Just the, um, like, she just does it so well. And then the football player, he does it, same thing, like, just smooth and, um, and, and perfect. And, and the professor, you know, also just seems to know them. They have, like, some kind of personal relationship. They're, like, joking around, talking, everything. And then it's my turn. And I don't know the professor personally. And I have never done a deadlift before. So I grab the bar. And I start, uh, you know, trying to do the deadlift. And I just remember, like, coming up from the deadlift and looking at the professor's face. And he's just shaking his head. (laughs) You know the word spastic? Yeah. If ever you look that up in the dictionary, I'm pretty sure my picture's there. Maybe you've seen the show Gumby growing up. That was me. So, like, trying to lift weights in the lab. Like, in the classroom, I was doing great. In the weight room, oh, it was humiliating. But through that semester, I learned a lot about weight training because, you know, I played soccer. And back in the day, soccer players didn't lift weights. Now they do, apparently, but they didn't back in the day. So I didn't, I was not comfortable in the weight room. But there's something about learning. You have to actually do it. You can't just learn sitting down in a classroom. Like, you have to put it into action. And it wasn't until I actually went to the weight room and was forced to actually do these workouts that I actually learned a little bit about weight training. And the same is true about our Catholic faith. A lot of times we think that faith is, you know, you sit down, you listen to the homily, done. Or maybe you go to catechism class and you listen to a boring lecture and done. Go to Catholic school, go to religion class, pass your test, done. But faith is so much more than that. And if we want to learn our faith, there's an action element that's part of it. And if we want to grow in our faith, we have to have a goal that we're striving towards. That's also true in life. 
So uh, I mentioned I like to run. Um, that's definitely more my comfort zone than weight training. And um, I've always liked to run. And, you know, there's been times in my life where I would just run casually, you know, just whenever I felt like it. And it might, I might run, you know, once a week or maybe I'd skip a week or two and then I'd run again. And, then, you know, just because I enjoy doing it. And then there's times in my life where I'm training for a race. And as the race is getting closer and closer, I'm committed. And I'm running as often as I can, perhaps every day, getting ready for this race. And as I get closer to the race, I'm growing. I'm being challenged. I'm pushing myself. And I get faster. My endurance grows. And the same is true in our Catholic faith. We can kind of, you know, kind of be into our faith when it feels good. But then we get busy and maybe we're not really into it. You know, we go to church, all those things. But then, if we have a goal, if we're like trying to grow in our faith, suddenly it becomes all the more meaningful. Suddenly we're challenged, and suddenly we do, in fact, grow in our spiritual lives. Today we are celebrating the Feast of the Ascension. The day when Jesus ascends into heaven, rises up to heaven, which God had been pretty cool to like actually watch, if you think about it just like literally starts rising up into the sky. And this is really the culmination of all that Jesus did on earth. God became man to be with us, to teach us, to show us what it's like to live life to the fullest. And then he died to show us how to suffer and to carry our cross and to enter into the passion. And then he rose. And then to sum it all up, he ascends into heaven to return to God the Father, showing us that heaven is the goal. God the Father is the goal, to meet him for all eternity. That's where we're going. And as Jesus rises up to heaven, he pulls us with him. He shows us where we are headed. Whenever he met his apostles for the first time, each time he would tell them the same thing. Come follow me. Notice the action-oriented invitation. He didn't say like, hey, my name's Jesus, and I want to teach you some stuff. He said, come, follow me. There's an action that was applied to that invitation, to that first meeting. Follow me to my teachings. Follow me to my way of life. Follow me through the cross into the resurrection to the Father. We grow when we know where we're going. And so I want us to to ask a very challenging question to ourselves today. Kind of a gut check for all of us, for you and me. Where are you going? Another way to put it is, what's your ultimate goal in life? The motivation that drives you forward every single day. What gets you up in the morning? What pushes you and challenges you to be a better person? What is that goal? Is your goal maybe to um, be successful? Maybe to be well-liked, to be popular, to have a lot of friends? Maybe your goal is to make enough money so that you can be happy. Enough money so you can be stress-free, your kids will be set good, 
and you don't have to worry anymore. Maybe your goal is to save the world from bad politics. All those crazy people making bad decisions, you know what's right, and your goal is to let them know. Or is your goal heaven? And to bring people with you, to be a saint, to be holy, to be recognizably holy and Christian, on fire for the love of God. Is that your goal? Depending on how you answer this question applies to how you live your life. It applies to everything. Where are you going? The answer to that question will tell us how you spend your time, how you spend your money, how you spend your energy. It'll tell us what types of decisions you're going to make, the way in which you're going to raise your children and grandchildren, the types of people you hang around and the types of interactions and relationships you have with others. This determines everything. Where are you going? Another way to ask it a step further is, are you modeling this to your family, to your spouse, to your children, to your grandchildren, to your extended family? Do they see the goal by which you're living your life? Do they see where you're running, where you're headed, the umbrella under which you put everything else? Do they notice? It's a gut check for us. But depending on how we answer that question, answers everything else. We are made for heaven. We are called to be holy. Not just me. Not just priests and nuns, holy people. You, the person next to you, all of us, we are called to ascend with Jesus to the Father. And there's an action. You see, we don't just work out. We train. We don't just receive. We respond. We don't just believe. We follow. There's an action. We're going somewhere. What's our mission here at St. Leo? To form disciples that model intimacy with God and run together towards heaven. There's an action. Our goal is heaven. Our values are active. We abide in Jesus. We welcome the stranger. Renew our minds. Multiply disciples. Live divine mercy. These are verbs. We are doing something. We are going somewhere. And that place is heaven. But how do we do it? How do we get there? Well, we already started by defining our goal, defining our mission. A mission defined gives you permission to say no to anything that gets in the way. But mass is at the core. You see, at every single mass, we have access to the Paschal mystery, which culminates in the ascension. We have access to God the Father. God made man, Jesus comes down to us through the Holy Spirit, and we rise with him to the Father at every Mass. The priest says, lift up your hearts. We say, lift them up to the Lord. The way I like to explain it is this. Consider time on a linear scale, okay? Left and right. So we have before Christ, 
all those thousands of years, we have Christ, God made man, then we have the 2,000 years since on a linear scale. When Jesus died, rose, and ascended into the Father, he jumped outside of time and entered into eternity. And this timeline can be seen from the vantage point of eternity. Every single part of this timeline, past, present, and future, is now accessible, visible from eternity. But every time we celebrate Mass, we, in a sense, jump out of time and meet Jesus Christ. He comes down to us, we, come, we go up to Him. No matter where we fall on that timeline, we are entering into eternity, which is our explanation, right? We don't re-crucify Jesus at Mass. That's bad theology. But we re-enter into that moment of the Paschal mystery, the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. We access that moment no matter where we are on the timeline. And we are one with God, the Holy Trinity. What an amazing, beautiful, divine opportunity. We lift up our hearts in union with Jesus Christ. All of our prayers, works, joys, sorrows, and everything else, we lift it up with Jesus. Which is to say that when we come to Mass, we don't watch we participate. We bring ourselves and everything that we love in union with Jesus at the altar who ascends to God the Father. We are active. We're going somewhere. We're doing something. And this spirituality becomes something that we bring to the rest of our lives. At work and at home and everything else in between, we lift up our hearts in union with Jesus and the Holy Spirit to God the Father. This is holiness. This is the way out of sin and into the Father. This is the way of the saint. And you and I can do this. Holiness is possible, but it will not happen on accident. And so I want to challenge you today to lift up your hearts, starting today, at every single Mass, and at every single moment. Amen. Amen.